Welcome back to Payday, the global payroll podcast from CloudPay. I'm your host, David Barak. The payroll function deals with more data and more transactions than any other function in the HR environment. And their ability to manage that amount of data and understand the flow of it is a valuable detail in their skill set that oftentimes gets overlooked. Our previous episode included the first part of an insightful, data-rich discussion with Stacey Harris, the VP of Research and Analytics at Sierra Cedar. In this episode, we dive deeper into the consumerization of enterprise tech and its impact on payroll, HR, and finance teams around the world. And we even uncover a few key opportunities for the payroll function to play a major role in how global companies view and manage their workforce going forward. We can always stabilize a company or work on a company's efficiency. But if you really want to grow a company, you also have to be looking for those areas where you see things that other people can't see and you see them more quickly than they can. And that's, I think, what payroll can do. Now let's get right into our discussion. This is Payday. Your data almost shows that the need for change really comes from a desire to draw more value out of the function or the software. And as we know, in these large multinationals, those kind of projects tend to falter, right? Because there isn't this burning need to change. Do you think this desire to draw more value out of the HR application or payroll application is strong enough that it'll actually lead to change in large organizations? Or do you think it'll get stuck in the evaluation phase? Well, I, you know, I think large organizations obviously took a lot longer to get here, right? You know, they are, um, you know, we're at over 50% of all organizations in the global market, right, on a cloud-based or would consider consumerized-based HR technology platform at this point. Um, but the larger portion of the group that is not is still on the 10,000 plus employee size, right? But what we're finding is that they are moving. This year, there was almost a 20%. If you look at the data that we're getting back right now from the survey that was done here in 2018, going into 2019, we're seeing a 20% increase in the amount of large organizations over 10,000 employees who are now shifting to the cloud. Um, That's a pretty big increase. And so I think the answer is that it'll take longer um, and they are basically looking at the value proposition. But if they don't make this move, what they are finding is that they can't compete from a talent perspective. They can't hire the people they need to hire. Um, they can't compete from a business perspective because they can't keep up with innovation, um, with marketing requirements, with uh, data analysis and benchmarking. Um, and finally, what they're finding is that um, the, the vendors themselves are no longer supporting a lot of the older technologies. And so that leaves them at a bit of a risk. And so there's a lot of risk around data privacy, around management of data and access to data, um, where people are feeling that the cloud technology is a better job at managing that. Right. And just coming back to that idea of the second wave of consumerization of enterprise technology, one of the questions you ask in your survey is really, what are the gaps in your current systems? And when you ask that about finance applications, more than a quarter of people said that it's the gaps are in their reporting tools, right? And this brings me back to this discussion of data, data flow, and how the payroll functions related to that. So what role do you think payroll professionals and the payroll function has to play in this second wave of consumerization of 
software that doesn't naturally lie within their domain, but is impacted by data and processes that the payroll function engages in. This is actually great. I think this is where we're going to start to see some, some really interesting dynamics happen inside of organizations. HR, as, as I said, took on this phase of employee self-service and manager self-service almost before any other function within the organization. We had so much data that was being captured and needed that we had to work with the employees, with the managers, and that was sort of the first level of consumerization we talked about. And payroll was right in the middle of that because people wanted to see their paycheck stubs, people wanted to, you know, fill out information for benefits, all that had to be done, you know, in employee self-service, and then payroll sort of accessed and used it afterwards. What we're finding is the finance, about 20% of organizations organizations are currently evaluating a cloud-based finance solution. About 20% of them have a cloud-based uh, solution at this point already, but those are on the very small side or smaller organizations, which makes sense. That's what happened in HR as well. But finance never went through that first wave of consumerization. Finance has been in an on-premise format and then have been focused on finance analysts touching the data and the information, and very much what you would consider traditional information in, information managed by the finance function. So there is a real opportunity here, one for payroll and HR to be leaders at this point, to be uh, the real advocates for what the value of self-service can do for an organization, but also to help the finance function understand the change they're about to undertake when they go into cloud. Because cloud isn't just about a new technology, and many of finance organizations think that right now. Payroll has a real opportunity to help them see, no, this is not just about putting in a, a new technology that's sitting in the cloud. This is about your vendors now having access to uh, screens where they can input data. Your employees now having access to screens where they can input finance data. The first place that this will probably hit is time and is expense management, um, a place where payroll and finance meet directly. And as employees put in their own expenses and credit card companies get to access those and deal and automatically input. And as you see, vendors maybe even validate employee expenses. All of that's going to start to come together and finance has to do their own validation payroll has to get in there and work with their own validation, and then it has to be transferred into the paycheck process. So we're going to start to see this flow of consumerization right at the payroll finance junction. And because the payroll function has gone through that before, it's really an opportunity for them to almost mentor some of their colleagues, right? You know, if there's anything that payroll has an opportunity to really step up to the plate, it's right now because they can not only mentor their finance colleagues in this, I think that the real opportunity here is to be an organization that doesn't just highlight the risks. There aren't a lot of risks in this, but also highlights the positive side of what happens when you go to a more sort of open ecosystem, um, the value propositions to it. And, and that could really put them in a leadership role in, the, in their organization. And I don't know if you guys ask this in any of your surveys, but how do you see HR and finance professionals thinking about the payroll individuals within their organization, right? I think we all talk about this in the payroll industry about how payroll professionals want to become more strategic, that's what we want to try to drive all of the payroll staff towards. But do you think that's starting to become a reality in these multinational organizations where even their colleagues in HR and finance start to see them that way? Or do you think there's still a lot of work to be done? Unfortunately, I'd say there's still a lot of work to be done. And it's a lot of work on, and I think that there is work that needs to be done in the HR function and how they elevate this role um, and the value they place on the data that goes in and out of this role. But I also think the payroll function itself has to step up to the plate and really understand 
that they can add value to organizations beyond just administering the payroll process, that they have insight into things in the organization that other professionals don't have. And not only so this, this idea of mentoring the finance group is a really great example. I always tell, tell people, take a finance member out to lunch. If you have an opportunity, that's a great time to have a conversation about what they're going through, what you've experienced, how that works together make a friend in the finance function. Um, secondly, we know that the payroll function deals with more data and more transactions than any other function in the HR environment. Um, and their ability to manage that amount of data and understand the flow of it is a valuable detail in their skill set that oftentimes gets overlooked. Yeah, and while you're taking the, your finance calling out to lunch, you can probably get them to approve your expenses right there as well, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Great, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Let's take a short break to highlight the point Stacy just made. A really important consideration for payroll professionals, looking at the future of both their role and the whole payroll function, is their understanding and management of what could arguably be described as the organization's most valuable data set. This is important not only for payroll to understand, but also to be able to articulate to others in the organization who are making decisions about payroll solutions and technology. At paydaypodcast.net, you'll find a link to a free report that details how to build an effective business case for a truly transformative global payroll function. Visit paydaypodcast.net and scroll to the bottom of the page to get that report. Now, let's get back to the show. So, Stacy, what kind of data do you think that currently sits within the payroll function is still underutilized by other functions in a multinational company? So, I believe there's a lot of data right now that the organizations don't understand that the payroll function has available to its fingertips. Um, We know there's a lot of big trends happening right now where organizations are looking at the opportunity to do sort of pay as you go or pay per hour, um, sort of, you know, instant pay management, those type of things, the ability for people to sort of pay Uh, change their deductions right as they go in their paycheck stubs, the ability for people to connect their benefits a little bit more to what they're doing in their paycheck. All of those are trends that are um, valuable because the payroll function has access to all that information, right? The other thing that we're seeing on the payroll side is that they get both that kind of sort of insight into what people are changing and how often they take you know, pulls on their payments or um, what trends we're seeing in um, the need for changes in deductions, those type of things, right? They also get a chance to see what's happening on the management side. How often do we have expense issues? What are the challenges with management in a certain region with a large amount of audits or a large amount of missed dates for paycheck invoicing numbers? There's a lot of things that we're seeing happen in the market where that's data right now that the payroll function just has within its own four walls, right? Um, And oftentimes doesn't get translated beyond the payroll function. Um, and so that's the kind of data I think it's 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 very much about what's happening both upstream and downstream from the payroll function that is valuable uh, that they get insight into. There are a lot of lessons there, not just for the payroll function, but other functions to come to payroll and and ask for help in understanding some of that data. But one of the things you and I talked about offline was this idea of where does the payroll process end? For a lot of payroll professionals, 
the process ends when the payslips are cut and the statutory filings are done. But one of the things you talked to me about, and I really like this concept of following the data, taking the payroll process as far as the data goes. Can you talk about that a little bit and what that might mean? You know, part of where this came out of is that, you know, like I said, I was a practitioner inside organizations. I was an organizational effectiveness leader and manager, and I worked in very large retail function. And we had a payroll function. That payroll function was a group of about 20, you know, employees who sat in a back room of, of this very large sort of re- retail headquarters, um, no windows in the room. Uh, they all sat in sort of an open, you know, uh, space environment. And what we found is that people saw the payroll group walk in and they saw the payroll group walk out and no one knew what they did. And there was no interaction with that payroll function between sort of the time they walked in and the time they walked out, unless there was a problem with your paycheck, right? Or unless you had an expense question. Those are the two times you would go down and talk to payroll. And I have the great opportunity of being on the project of implementing or upgrading, actually, the SAP HCM environment. And so I had to deal with a lot of testing and validation of the new application. And I had to work with the payroll function of the transition over and um, the auditing of the data when we did the transition over. And as you know, a big payroll changeover is massive. And so I spent almost three months in direct contact sitting down there with that team. I was amazed by the amount of data that they had at their fingertips. But I was also amazed that when the process ended, as you said, when they cut the check, they never said, okay, well, you know, we realize that that manager has been late 10 times in, in processing his, his end of the, of the check processing. And they never took the step and said, you know what, I need to make sure that the people who are, making the big decisions about where management changes need to be made or what challenges maybe a certain region is having. I never took the time, that function never took the time to connect that to um, what was happening in the business or the organization as a whole. Um, and I saw some real, you know, dynamics happening in that. For example, there was a region that was doing really poorly. It was also the same region that was having all these problems with hitting their deadlines on the process flow. And there was also the same region where they had um, employees who were getting a lot of overtime because they weren't being scheduled appropriately. Well, no one saw that really at that level except for the payroll function. And they would just cut the checks, do the work, and then pass the reports up. And then maybe two months later, a general manager might see that year over year some numbers were looking funny. And so I really thought that there was an opportunity there for payroll to be an advocate, both of the employees who were being worked and sometimes over strenuous environment but also of the process and the data. That, I think, is is an opportunity that um, payroll has to really follow that data to the end, know what's happening with that data, and think about it as a business leader, not just as an administrative support role. So I'm not going to ask you how that story ends for that specific payroll department, but I suspect it wasn't exactly how they wanted it. But what do you think is the lesson and the moral of that story? Because I think that story does a great job capturing a lot of the things we talked about today in where payroll needs to go. What are the various avenues available for payroll professionals to really expand their mandate, expand their influence, and truly become linchpins within their organization? That organization as a whole was struggling at the time, and so there was a lot of reductions. I won't say, it, but you know, payroll was one of the areas, but we also saw it in other uh, functions across the organization. But I think 
for payroll to be able to create an environment where they can be viewed as a asset to the organization, as something that goes beyond just a process that can be automated, which I think is a lot of the expectations or understanding today, right? Like, oh, you know, we're going to automate everything they do. So that's a role that can go away. But what people aren't taking into consideration is what the payroll sees outside of the steps that they are transacting, right? And I think if payroll can elevate the conversations, ensure that they think about their work as much about value add as they think about it as being efficient, right? You know, I always have this conversation with payroll about, you know, how many times we can reduce the amount of audits or reduce the amount of change tickets or reduce the amount of requests, right? That's a great thing to to do, right? But those things will only add value in the sense of finance and outcomes from a from a numbers perspective, right? They don't add value in how do we ensure that our employees are more engaged? How do we ensure that our company has the right number of people in a certain region? How do we ensure that we are creating more innovation in a certain region? That's the things that grow a company, right? We can always stabilize a company or work on a company's efficiency. But if you really want to grow a company, you also have to be looking for those areas where you see things that other people can't see and you see them more quickly than they can. And that's, I think, what payroll can do. Yeah. And one of the things that I think limits organization to move towards that analytical data-driven thinking, especially in the payroll function, is that there's not always an answer for what should the number be. Right. And one of the places where at least the conversations we at CloudPay are having with some of our customers and prospects is we're actually able to put benchmarking data in front of them to help them understand how other organizations that are spread across the same set of countries or even are in the same country, how they're doing with various steps of the payroll process. Right. How many heads they have dedicated to this? What's the average salary they're paying an employee at this uh, tier? How long does the payroll cycle take? And we found that that really starts the conversation going both with finance and HR, because all of a sudden you have benchmarks and best practices around other organizations, and you're not just limited to what your own organization can generate in terms of data. Yeah. It's a really interesting way to attack the problem as well. I think it's a great, you know, value add to any organization. You know, I always tell people that if you want to start on a journey towards automating and value add you really have to start with benchmarking because you have to have a data set that's going to be training any artificial intelligence down the road that you plan to use in your organization. But I also think the other thing is, is that the payroll function has to become experts in data management and experts in data analytics. And I know that seems really scary, right? Especially if you're someone who has spent you know, a great deal of time focusing on getting a technology right, right? Data analytics is all about, as you noted, understanding that questions are sometimes more important than the fact that you have a right answer for something, right? And so any level of investment that I think the payroll uh, roles can make in understanding the idea of data analytics, understanding the idea of benchmarking and analysis, understanding and um, learning about things like regression models and um, you know scenario and um, forecasting models will add value to that role, uh, especially in the next generation of consumerization. Stacey, this has been a great discussion. Thanks so much for joining us on the Payday Podcast. I know the report's coming out soon and there'll be a lot of additional data points, so I can't wait to digest it. Thanks again for joining us on the show. 
Thanks. I really appreciate it. It was great to be here. Make sure not to miss our next episode by subscribing on paydaypodcast.net or on iTunes. Just search for Payday Global Payroll Podcast. Until next time, I'm David Barak. Thanks for listening to the Payday Podcast.